A very special thanks to Dan Liu, Dan Liu, Sean Bonner, Sean Bonner, Metanier Labs, Andrew Anker, David C. Bauer, James Murray, Scott Stowell, Carl Nelson, Russ Matthews, Nav Puera, Brad Whitaker, Norgard Soren, Andrew Anker, James Newton, Amber Costley, Jared May, Stuart Kent, Lauren P. Sims, Louis Ambrose, Sheriff Derek, Carl Nelson, Anton Muraviev, Patrick Fuentes, Brian Walsh, and Mike secretly loves Detective Blueberry. What the fuck is that? It was a $5 fan. You can't do that. They gave us $5. That's not their name. Well, that's what they put as their name. So I don't love Detective Blueberry. And no, he cannot be on our show. Well, that's just... What am I supposed to do? It it literally says that. Also... It's been like a month. It has been like a been month. been like a month since See, look, we did a show. Mike secretly loves Detective Blueberry. Whose right face there. is that? I don't know. Guy with a beard. Could be anybody. Where have you been? I don't even know. I was... Let's see. I mean, we've recorded since, like... I... Uh... Basically, I was gone all of March. I was in Barcelona and Leicester and London and who's Lester? Lester is Rimshot. Uh, the city in England. Um, it's not. It's I, not. What? It's not. What do you mean? You made that up. I didn't. It's like spelled Leicester. That's what it looks like. Oh, that. Yeah. Um, and then I was in Killarney and Dublin and. Hawaii. And now I'm back in San Francisco. That sounds rough. Mm, It's not. No. It was nice. Got a new suitcase. Really worth it. Uh, I went to to Europe three separate times. Three separate times. Not like, I wasn't like backpacking around. I wasn't like, oh, I fly to Europe, go to Barcelona, take the train to wherever. I cannot picture you backpacking around anything. (laughs) Um, Unless you're carrying like a little sun sun umbrella, a parasol, a parasol. I don't have one. And you've got like a a, a valet or people a valet. from Seattle don't carry umbrellas, Mike. Yeah. Um, but I would like to have a valet. Anyway, we're back now. We are back. You were gone too. Where were you? I was in Sweden. Sweden. How is Sweden? Really nice. Yeah. Yeah. You gonna move there? No. Okay. Well, now that we're caught up yep. on where we've been. All caught up. <laughs> no, Absolutely nothing else has happened since then. Absolutely nope. nothing. Nothing to talk about. Nothing to talk about. No. Detective Blueberry is doing well. Thanks for asking. Yeah, that's great. Um, what does that cat do when you're not around? Oh, probably heroin. Okay. Well, this is fun for everybody listening. It's okay. We just got to warm ourselves back up. Get back in the podcasting mode. Maybe we should periscope it. 
Are you uh, are you using the Periscope? I have used it a couple of times, and I I don't know. It's okay. I'm not crazy about it, but I am fascinated by it. I guess I like it. Yeah. So the most um, most popular Periscope I ever did mm-hmm. was when I was on a plane, and um, the middle seat was empty, and mm. I did a Periscope. Um called uh, Will the Middle Seat Stay Empty? Mm-hmm. I've actually done that twice now. Yeah? People get really, really um, sucked into it. Like that's, a, a, like, that's the most suspenseful moment in most people's lives that we know. Oh, I mean, I've been through that countless times. I, it's, a, it's horrible. Oh. We... This is this is what passes for for problems now. Yeah, it's uh I mean, what do we call those? Is that like a Jesse Atkinson problem? I don't even want to go there. <laughs> nope. Nope. You're not allowed to anymore? No, it's not that I'm not allowed to. I choose not to. Oh, okay. Uh because you know, I'm um I'm a well person. I'm a well person as well. Yeah. We're well people. We're well people. This is a very well podcast. It's a well podcast with, with a well cat. Uh, how is everything at Mule? Am Every, I allowed to ask that? Everything's great. Yeah? Seems happy. You guys post pictures. Seems like you guys have fun together. We do have a lot of fun together. Yeah? Yep. That's good. That's Doing a good thing. Doing some good work. Mm-hmm. We, um, man, we got some numbers yesterday. Oh, yeah? What kind of numbers? Like threes and sevens? We got... Um, <laughs> Some new numbers for the Audubon site that we did. Ooh. Yeah. Anything you're allowed to share or just? I actually, probably, but since I haven't asked specifically yet, I'm not going to. But it sounds like it's good news. That's not bad news. That's great. Audubon, bird people. I mean, we hit our numbers mm-hmm. by um, by you know, a lot. Nice. By a lot. That's always good. Hitting numbers. That's what I need to do. We obliviated them. We obliviated the numbers. I'm working on a website myself. What what website are you working on? I thought you only did apps. I, I thought young kids only did apps. No, well, you gotta have a website. You know, dot com dot dot biz. I have a website. You have a website? A, is there a dot old yet? Probably. MikeMontero.old. I wanna get a dot old. You don't want to get a dot old. What website are you working on? I am working on a website for a conference. That oh I'm God, producing. you're pimping already. <laughs> Go ahead, pimp it. It's okay. It's just a you're conference doing a that conference. I'm producing. I'm doing a conference, you're, but there's no website for it yet. So, so you're yeah, but it'll probably be up by the time this goes out. <laughs> oh my God, that would be amazing. Right. So but what's the conference? Just in case it's not, I can't say what the URL is. <laughs> um, it's a design conference. Why can't you say what the URL? Don't didn't you get? A domain? I, I do, but I, I'm like, it's staging right now because nobody's going to find it. <laughs> Just tell people what it is and that'll give you, that'll give you a deadline. Oh, I'm It's got to be up by the time this episode When is does up. this episode go up? It'll probably be up tomorrow. No, I don't have, no. What if- You can't get that up by tomorrow. I mean, I'm going to try. All right, just tell people about the conference then. <laughs> um, it's a design conference that's going to be in San Francisco during WWDC. Uh, a lot of cool speakers, except for, well, I mean, half of us will be doing something at the conference. <clears throat> yeah, I wasn't invited to speak. You were. I wasn't. 
Am I banned from this? Like I'm banned from XOXO? Do you think that our listeners would believe you or believe me? I think they, I think our listeners believe what's most interesting. (laughs) That's what our, should we, should, should this be like an Illuminati conspiracy theory podcast then? (sighs) I don't think this is the kind of podcast where people expect truth. They just Mm. expect to be entertained. Well, given our feedback, everybody's just like, stop talking about Disneyland all the time. We don't even talk about Disneyland. You know what? I don't even, I don't even mean to do like a year, a year of Disneyland podcasts. Because, you know, you're listening to them at twice the speed anyway. Yeah. And I mean, what do some people say that they fast forward through all the things that I say anyway? God, that's got to sound so high pitched. (sighs) Oh, when, when I'm at double speed? (laughs) <laughs> Go ahead, do your double speed voice. This is great. Oh, Mike. <laughs> All right, Jesse, tell me about your conference in double speed so voice. So the conference is going to be held in San Francisco at the Bespoke Center and uh, Westfield Center Mall. And uh, no, I don't. I can't do it. I can't think that fast. Um, it's going to be held at the Westfield Center, which is two blocks away from Moscone. Um, That's the mall with the theater, right? It's the mall with the theater. And the Beard Papa in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those. Two very important things. Access to popcorn and cream puffs. Yeah. I It actually makes me sad because I obviously am not a person who's very into using the word bespoke in the context of things that are not making custom clothing for people. But it's Wait, a, where did bespoke come from? That's what the venue is called. Oh, for fuck's sake. I know. It is a for fuck's sake. And yet it is a good venue. So it's at the bespoke center. Yeah. So I mean, they make the center, you know, they tailor it to whatever's going on. I guess they do. Because that would make sense. Okay. But no. Well, I mean, they do. It's like a modular, a modular space. Oh God. But um, it's going to be city. great. I have a lot of cool speakers lined up. Guess what? I guess who I have speaking? I have Susan Care. Yeah, not me. Susan Care. Oh, Susan Care. Well, that's exciting. It is super exciting. Yeah. So for why don't you tell people who Susan Care is? Susan Care was the original gangster apple designer so any old screenshots or if you guys are old mac users from like the mac classic days she was the one that did all of the original graphical user interface design so a lot of really famous like pixel art and honestly like i think still things like little the little command symbol on the computer and the little apple she she designed those um she made the pointer yeah the pointer a lot of iconic stuff that's still in the operating system today um and she like worked with paul rand and stuff like that during the next days so she's got a lot of cool cred she's like a neat lady from san francisco um she's talking at your conference and she's talking at my conference who else um well she's going to be talking i also have um an in conversation with susan care and john gruber which i think is going to be oh the two of them are going to be talking yeah together I don't know what that word is, but it's it's because you're over the age of beep. I'm like 87. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, that's you know, you're I mean, seriously, in the Jesse. Soul, you're 87. Jesse, if there was an 87 year old guy sitting next to me, could you tell our ages apart? Yeah. Really? I could. Okay. It's not just like everyone over 30 looks the same. You have a beard, but you don't have old skin. I moisturize. Yeah. Yeah. It shows. Thanks. <laughs> 
you just have the soul of an 87 year old man thank you like one of the 87 year old mans like mans mans (laughs) Mans, who talks about nom all the time or like has really bad racial slurs for japanese people oh i got some great ones (laughs) yeah you're like one of those guys who like won't let it go so you got susan care yeah and you got uh what's his name john gruber oh he's the is he still patching it does he still wearing a patch, let's just an say, eye patch? Let's just say, yeah, patchy. Can you make him wear an eye patch? I mean, I don't know if I can make him do anything. Yeah, okay. I can tell Amy Jane. Yes, you can. Um, um, so who else? So many people. Um, a lot of people. I mean, those are the kind of two like big, n- good name recognition people. Uh, um, other people that I have are like Serenity Caldwell, who's Wait. a writer for IMR. Yes. Yeah, I know her. Yeah. You're burying Adam Lisagor. Well. He he's actually been on TV. Adam Lisagor is going to be there. He's, yeah. He's in that car commercial that he I see is. all the time yeah. on TV. Yeah. Who heads up sandwich video? He's. I would be argue there. that he's probably the most well-known person at your conference at this point. Uh yeah, I could yeah. I, I think it just depends on like which axis of uh, internet fame or whatever he's he like breaks into the real world because he's like Hollywood. He's not in Hollywood. He's just in downtown LA. I have Merlin, our friend, friend of the podcast, Merlin Mann. Yeah, will be there. Um, Scott Simpson. He used to be famous. He yeah, he's a podcaster. Merlin now. used to be famous. I think he lives inside of a microphone, mm-hmm. like like a little elf. Who just speaks and then people listen to him talk. Um, and then I have Scott Simpson there as well. So for those of you in the know, you can connect the dots on that one. Uh, I've got the Mergens, both of them. Well, two of them. I guess they're baby Mergens now. Aren't there two baby Mergens? Yeah. Well, there's like a toddler Mergen and baby Mergen. I, I bet they're uh, incredibly... An incredibly handsome family when you get them all together. Oh, surely. Maybe we should just have them like all be on stage, like the Von Trapp family singers. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Just a Mergen panel. Yes. <laughs> um, my good friend Maya Henderson is going to be there. Um, she's also been on this podcast. Yes, she has. Chris Clark, who's been on this podcast. Better known as Clarko. Better known as Clarko. Right. Got it. Got to have the Clarko. He's like the only full-size nerd I know. <laughs> full-size or like extra size? Is no, he, he's like regular size. He's like size. a big gulp. I mean, he's like a, a normal-sized He's like a six beef, foot four. Like a beef-eating size nerd. Sized. Sure it is. What's, six foot four is not normal. <laughs> All right. But yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. You look tiny next to him, by the way. Oh, because I am oh, like 12 inches shorter than him. It's ridiculous. Um, Arik Devins will be there and Todd Deemer. The two of them work at Fitbit. One is an iOS developer. One is a design researcher. This sounds like a list for a, for a party you're throwing. It basically is. Yeah, except I'm not on it. <laughs> Well, you don't come to my parties anyway. That's not true. Well, it, well, you haven't been to one in a while. In a while, but I went to one. I go to like one party a year. Well, next year, make it mine. I did. <laughs> Last year. Um, Sarush Conley will be there. He most recently worked at Genius slash Rap Genius. I don't know if you've heard of that. I've, I've old, heard of so. it. I've heard um, young people talk about it. Yeah. Um, Gabe Levine. Are you familiar with Gabe Levine? Yeah, I know that guy. I made that guy. <laughs> Gabe Levine is also the conference lawyer. So he's working 
for the conference, and we'll be speaking at the conference. Um, you have a conference lawyer? Yeah, just in case. Do you have a code of conduct? Yeah. I, I hear those are important. Yeah, we got a code of conduct. Oh, so then we sh- then nobody should expect anything horrible to happen. Yeah. Is no, that nothing that horrible works? is going to happen right. ever. Um, Ashley Nelson Hornstein, who's a sweet uh, iOS dev at Dropbox. She's super cool. Um, Will Shipley, old boss Will Shipley. I know Will. Yeah, he's a fun guy. He's entertaining to watch. He's very entertaining. Um, Shiruz Tavakoli, who is one of my old employees from Pacific Helm. He's a production designer at Pinterest. He's wonderful. So many people. And I'm, yeah, I'm so feel really bad because I have like, I know that I have 25 people lined up and I'm kind of rattling these people off of the top of my head. Laura Savino, Mealy Co. So many amazing, uh, so many amazing people. Man, this show's halfway over and it's all about I your- know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, uh, everybody. I didn't, well, cause you have this huge <laughs> list of people that you invited to speak. The more the merrier. Appa- well, <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay. I'm probably not a very good public speaker. Probably not. Probably not. Maybe I'll just show a video of your fuck you pay me talk. Oh, yeah. That's on Vimeo. That's recent. <laughs> what? Is it not relevant anymore? Does the information that you spout just expire really well, quickly, Mike? Well, Gabe was in that video, and, yeah. and Gabe was invited to your conference, so. hmm Yeah. Yeah, Gabe was. It's too bad I didn't even think to invite you. I just, like, didn't even think of you. No, you didn't. You really didn't. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, everybody no, it's I not have like is we kind do. of a little bit on the younger side, a little bit on the hipper side. It's not like we Maybe. do a show together. Yeah, I mean, you want to do the show at the... At the conference? We could do the show at the conference. You're going to charge me for it? Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Is this, because I, is this because I asked for money? Yeah. Really? No, it's not because you asked for money. What? Wait, is what because I, you asked for money? That I can't be at your, that you didn't invite me to your conference. <laughs> so wait, is it because you asked for money after I asked you to the conference? Is that the reason that I didn't ask you to the conference? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you really want to air this out in front of everyone? When's your next party? People know us. I don't know. The conference. <laughs> Go come to the conference, please. Like as an attendee? Yeah. Gross. It's going to be like a party. Ugh. There's going to be snacks and fun. All right. Hey, did we get any questions while we were um, away? I believe we did. Can we try to maybe like answer somebody's, like do a design thing or something? Yeah, I guess so. What do we got? Well, by the way, by the way, since we're speaking about questions, have we talked about Dear Design Student yet? Well, you and I have, but I'm not sure if we have on the podcast. Is it just plug our personal projects hour? Let's do it's it. It's plug your personal projects hour. Cool. Except this isn't a personal project. This is a group project. Which is great. And it's got like, you know, some pretty amazing people writing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's at deardesignstudent.com. It's so good. We have, so... I've just been collecting questions that young designers ask mm-hmm. and then getting uh, people who are experts in the thing that they're asking about mm-hmm. to answer the questions. And it makes a really good reading. And you can ask your own questions, too. And I hope all our, of our readers take advantage of that. And it's on Medium. Yeah. Which uh, um, I know some people have problems with, but. It's a lot of good, real advice that is geared towards people that are getting their start in their careers. 
there's some good solid stuff on there right now about pricing and you know how much do you charge mm-hmm. you know when should you do what in your career things like that yeah it fills in a good gap in between the more professional blog posts and whatever people are teaching in school these days which i don't even it's, it's not shit people ain't teaching shit yeah um, so yeah, go there and ask, uh, read read what we've already answered and ask us some more questions. Please. Uh, speaking of questions. What do we got? You ready for a question? Give me a question. Uh, this one comes from... Why was I not invited to your conference? <laughs> <laughs> Dear Jesse, <laughs> you're going to be banned from the conference. I'm already banned from XOXO. Dear Mike and Jesse, my name is Alex, and I am 18 years old. Eh, there are Wait, a lot of. I e- thought we weren't using names. I forgot. I was just started reading it. All right. There are a lot of 18 year olds named Alex. Sure. Right. Um, I study accounting and business administration, and I hate it. Fuck the system. There is not much. Does he I- actually say fuck the system? Yeah. Okay. So why is somebody who studies accounting and business administration? Asking us a question. Well, there is not much I can do when it comes to education, given the circumstances in my country, Greece. My dream still is we have, to... We have a listener in Greece? Apparently. All right, cool. Uh, my dream still is to become a designer just like you guys. I really want to quit and not end up having a miserable life like 95% of the people here. God, that sounds depressing. Mm. So how can a person like me survive and grow in the design industry with little experience but tons of ideas and who's very eager to work? Thanks for everything. Please continue to be awesome. Okay. Well, I would say, first off, that accounting and business administration, well, I have never studied that in school, but those are useful things. I wish I had. I wish I had. Those are, it may seem super boring, but you know what's better is learning it now instead of when you get a bunch of paperwork and you don't know what to do with it. Yeah, the problem is when you're 18, Mm -hmm. what's, uh, does this guy go into design school or something? I missed that. No, he's studying accounting and business. But he wants to be a designer. Yeah. Well, so my advice is to get the hell out of, I mean, I mean, to, to get in the right field for one. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Con- he said that there's not much he can do when it comes to education, given the circumstances in his country, and I don't really know what that means. I'm not sure what those are. But saying, let's say he can't. But I, I know that, like, accounting and business administration are actually like pretty great tools to have. They're good, no tools matter to have. what you do. Mm-hmm. But especially if you're going into something like design, where there's such like a a high uh, a high percentage of freelancers and and consultants and contractors out there and you have to do all of that for yourself and you can at least be on top of your game mm-hmm. the the problem i mean this is stuff that all designers should pick up but the the problem is that in design schools which are terrible um this is like the worst class that that you can take in school and when you're 18 or 19 there is absolutely no way you want to take it because mm-hmm. it's so boring and it's so much more fun to like go get high oh i mean that's more fun than most things true but there's such important skills to have you and in order to teach them to kids at that age, you have to find a way to make them interesting. Yeah. You, they, it, they can't be the most boring class. 
there needs, you know, it needs to be, you know, figure out a way to make this shit exciting because this is people's livelihoods. Yeah. Now, like you need to know how to run a business. Now, as a student, how can you, if your instructor is Boring Town USA or Boring Town Greece, how do you get around that? Well, you can't. Yeah. I mean, it's not the students, you know, it's not a student, a student goes to school to learn. Mm -hmm. A student should not be going to school to fix the educational system. Truth. Yeah, I'm just You're already to think paying of, to be there. So I, um, when I had started Pacific Helm, I went through so much learning with accounting and business structures and setting all of that stuff up, bookkeeping, accounting, financial planning, um, and the like. And uh, all I remember was that I didn't, I started out with zero knowledge of anything. And I tried and tried to piece it together. I read several books on business like on corporate structures and taxation and accounting. That sounds fun. What was interesting about it was that I was looking for specific information. And so because of that, the information all felt so relevant to me in my personal situation because I needed to get stuff done. And I just remember like the first time I had met with an accountant and he in like 10 minutes was able to answer all of the questions that I had been working on for like trying to figure out for weeks. It was amazing. And it made all of that boring stuff feel so val valuable and important. And I know, I don't know, like, I'm sure that classes cover all of that stuff. And if I had taken a class, I would have learned it, but it wouldn't have been as wonderful and exciting. Well, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have had a problem at that point. I wouldn't have had a problem. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, when you're, when you're faced with like a hell of a financial problem or a legal problem, mm -hmm. even, um, then the law becomes incredibly right. interesting. I, yeah, yeah, like I, I remember, like uh, we we were talking about Gabe earlier. Like uh, I hired Gabe because somebody was threatening to sue me, mm. and like I was scared shitless. Mm -hmm. And then I, t I, we found Gabe through a series of fortunate events, mm -hmm. and I told him what was going on, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that's totally solvable. Here's what we do." And when he said that. The law just felt like magic. Yeah. I mean, also working with Gabe is awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. I know that we talk about it a lot, but I have had to recently kind of work with different lawyers who were not Gabe, and I can tell you it was terrible. <laughs> working with non-Gabe is is just as boring and, and nail-biting. Yeah, we should bubble wrap that guy. Seriously. Seriously, working with Gabe is awesome. It's not like, it's not, I, I don't think that it's just that like you and I have like a more long, long standing working relationship with him. He's just better than everybody else. So our answers for this guy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Alex. Going back to Alex here. What you're learning in accounting and business administration can actually be helpful as a designer. Uh, however, get yourself into the design field. Get Photoshop. Uh, get the hell out of Greece. What do you mean get get Photoshop? Hmm? What do you mean get Photoshop? Start designing stuff. I don't know. All right, fine. <laughs> get the hell out of Greece, it sounds like. Not to shit on our Greek listeners. I mean, the thing is a lot of, I mean, not everybody, but a lot of designers that I know didn't start design in school. They started it with a pirated copy of Photoshop. And That's true. 
and spent a lot of hours. I mean, what I have, a lot of my friends, what they would do is they would spend hours and hours and hours like looking at one thing and trying to replicate it in Photoshop, like yep. looking at a website and try and make it pixel for pixel the same. Um, we, all, we all learned how to code by, by um, viewing source. Yeah, by viewing source and messing this, around with every little thing until yeah. you can get it to do what you want it to do. I mean, this was back when, I mean, you could look at a website and and everything that you that you needed was right there. Yep. Yeah. This is back before database-driven websites and <laughs> no. content management systems and any of that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Sold. I mean, with design, there's so much that you can learn independently, like, the learning curve for tools is a little bit high, but there are so many resources online to help you figure out, like, how to use the tools. Um, I would say right now prototyping is super hot. So if you want to learn a prototyping tool, that's just, like, leg up on other people. But, you know, the best way to learn this shit <laughs> is to find somebody else who's doing it. Mm -hmm. Find somebody who's been doing it for a long time and, you know, just... Go to them and say, "Hey, I want to do what you do." Yeah, I'm, and then figure out, you know, some some way to get involved in that. Yeah, I mean, you might end up you know, getting coffee for this person for for a month before mm -hmm. they actually turn to you and give you, you know, try start imparting any design wisdom. But take a take a an internship or yeah. you know, uh, uh, what what you might call it, um, an apprenticeship, an internship? apprenticeship, yeah. Get it where you uh, get it where you can. Spend your, I mean, spend your free time. Eighteen-year-olds cannot learn design from eighteen-year-olds. No, but eighteen-year-olds have youthful brains that can learn lots of stuff. Yes, they can. So, so find somebody who knows lots of stuff. Yeah, and and take their knowledge from them. Yeah, but really, or, spend your free time it. learning because. When you're young, that's when your brain is better at learning. That's true. Uh, and when you're old, it doesn't matter. You can just watch Netflix all day, and you're not really wasting your time if you're, like, 28 or whatever. Just an example. What are you watching now? Um, what am I watching now? Um, I haven't started Mad Men yet. Seriously? Yeah. I just, I've been gone. Um, I watched Kimmy Schmidt. I think we may have talked about that. Oh, it was yeah. so good. I watch a show called Jane the Virgin, which has a stupid name, but is a very good show. Um, the lead, uh, the lead actress in it won a Golden Globe for it this year. She's good. Um, what other shows are on? I don't even know. Oh, Daredevil, which you're probably not watching. I, I watched the first half of it, and I, I mean, like the first half of the pilot, and it's not a Jesse show. Maybe well, it's it will not be. A Jesse show. Uh, I'm watching Better Call Saul. That's one of my favorites. I love that show. Better Call Saul. I like it better than I liked Breaking Bad. I, you know, I'm headed there myself. Yeah, I just I love Saul. I love the show. I love that it's it has all of the intensity and good writing as Breaking Bad, but it's a little bit more lighthearted, but only a little just bit. Just a little bit. There's still crazy shit that happens. All right, we got another question. Yes. Um, television break. Do 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 do. Okay. I won't say. Should I not say the names? I don't know. I don't know, man. I we. Oh, <laughs> it's all Never chaos mind. now. What? <laughs> I should have read this first. Hi, Mike and Jesse. My name is Alvaro, and you can mention my name if you want. There smiley we go. Face. That's permission. That's legal <laughs> okay. permission. The smiley face makes it legal. Your podcast it's like is like a notary seal. <laughs> Your podcast is awesome, and I really enjoy the talks. 
I am three months into a four-month full-stack design boot camp in Chicago. I just wanted to know— I have know, no idea what any of those words mean except design in Chicago. Um, he's three—there's uh, a four-month full—I guess full-stack design, I assume, is interaction, UI, visual— production. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to know what your advice is on building up my portfolio. I currently have nothing in my portfolio. Sad face. Well, good news. It's only going to get better. Should I assign myself fake projects like designing a logo or website? No. Uh, Should we answer that? He has one more question in this email. All right. Let's answer that question first. Should I assign myself fake projects like designing a logo or website? No. To do real projects, like do a logo or a website. <laughs> like what? You could do real projects like designing a logo or a website. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the issue, I mean, the reason I say no is because in, like, in order to, I mean, a designer needs to have clients. Mm-hmm. Whether we're talking about, like, actual clients or whether, like, it's, it's like your, your, your manager or your boss or somebody you know, the the proof of the pudding for a designer is how well they can sell their work yeah to whoever you know whoever they need to sell it to yeah i'm going to say something that i assume you'll agree with but maybe other people won't um but i think that when your portfolio is full of like reimagining uber reimagining Fuck netflix that noise. i think that it's gauche right when that's all i mean it's 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 incredibly it's 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 hubris is what it is yeah and i've seen and i don't mean that it's Every single instance of it is gauche because I've seen like good designers who I respect just do a little like spot like, oh, if the key, if the Apple keyboard looks like this, I would love that. But that's very different than it you're being like, it's not in their portfolio, I guess is what the difference well, is. The reason that Uber looks like, let's stick with Uber as an yeah. example. The reason that Uber looks like it does is because somebody or some many people in that organization yeah like collaborated and argued and fought to get that thing to look like it does yeah and what you're seeing is the result of probably a lot of arguing and a lot of compromise yeah. and a lot of you know and that's a lot of problem solving a that lot went of into problem that. solving yeah and you know for somebody to just come in without having to to go through that that uh that what what you call that? Um, well, all the process. Well, to go through yeah. that entire process and just disregard and just say, well, if I was the only one, yeah, who had you know, and if I had to answer <laughs> to no one, and if I could do anything it's, I if wanted, if I had my druthers, <laughs> I would make it look like this. Portfolios are not druthers. No, it's design work. <laughs> I would so. If you have, if you are looking to get things in your portfolios, what what I would recommend is going out, like going out to and finding people who might actually need your services, and you know maybe doing something in trade, maybe doing something you know for a very low cost. Look for you know like nonprofits. Look for you know like maybe the sandwich shop around the corner needs a better website and you yeah, could you know get a you free could sandwich trade them for a free sandwich every day mm-hmm. um it's important that there's a there's something transactional there yeah um something a little bit transactional which is honestly good for both sides yeah it is good for both sides because then then both sides feel like they have a little skin in the game yeah i did i helped my hairdresser for instance i helped my hairdresser uh put together a website and in return, <laughs> I got a free haircut. Yeah. I mean, like, 
Like and that. color, which is very expensive. So you're both getting something of worth. Yeah. I, maybe you've got like younger brothers and sisters who are going to daycare and their daycare could use a better site. But make sure that you treat those relationships like client relationships. Yeah. And I think especially as you're building a portfolio, part of it is so that when you are when you are providing like a transactional act of work, like it does put a little bit more pressure on you to do something within a deadline to get feedback from them and take it into consideration. Yeah, and make, make sure that you assign feedback or I'm sorry, deadlines for all that stuff. Yeah. And that part is just as good of practice as it is sitting in Photoshop and quote unquote designing something. Because yeah, Design I mean, that, is not just about sitting in Photoshop. That's right. And, you know, if, if I was interviewing some some inexperienced designers and they showed up and their portfolio and they with their portfolio and it had these stories like, well, you know, I needed some work to put in here. So I went out to, to this organization that I know and I went to like my local record store mm -hmm. and I traded records for a website and, you know, I went to my local sandwich shop and traded sandwiches for a website. Like I'm, th I, I would be thinking this kid's got some gumption. Yeah. And then this kid knows how to hustle. Another, another thing that I know um, a lot of friends of mine um, did kind of when they were younger was like, you know, if you're a designer, meet a developer who's probably in the same place and is, you know, maybe getting started with coding, wants to have something in his or her portfolio. That's fantastic. Design advice something as well. and build it together because then you guys are working together. You're creating your own thing. It's a little bit less like doing client work because you're working. Well, I mean, you know, the two with, of you could still join up and oh, yeah. go get a client. Uh, exactly. But that's a great thing to do just because, like, also, that's how people kind of get start getting connections in the industry is like you don't you don't have to look up to the people who are already established you establish yourself with a new foundation of people in the trade yeah and also i mean make sure that they're that the thing that you're designing has has a user attached to it like yeah. that it's going out for somebody to use and that way you can you know test whether it's actually working for that user, like let's stay with the sandwich shop as an example. Mm -hmm. So I go to my local sandwich shop. I decide to trade like a sandwich a day for a website, which shall not exceed X hours of work. Mm -hmm. Get that too. Yeah. And not exceed X amount of time. And then, you know, I, I find like three other people who eat at that sandwich shop who might use the website. Like, like I know people who check like the daily specials on a, on a, uh, uh, a sandwich shop thing before they go to lunch mm -hmm. and then they go there. Um, like find those people and, and figure out like what's, what's, what bugs them about the current yeah. sandwich site and what they can improve and then see, you know what I'm talking about. I do. I do. Um, but yeah, find other people to work for and work with, I think, is yeah. really the thing that you need to be doing. Because that's kind of how it's going to keep on working anyway. I'm still doing that. You're probably still doing that to, to a certain extent. Is like, I don't know, making connections with your peers and figuring out. We, I mean, we had Eric Roddenbeck on our show last time. Yeah. You guys have known each other for how many years? You work together. At least That's just 10. a thing that happens. Yeah. You start building cool connections with them. All right, Alvaro has another question. He's All getting right. a twofer. One more question on UX. The bootcamp asks you to specialize in either UX, UI, or development for a greater chance in landing a job. 
All right, I'm record gonna, scratch. <laughs> I'm going to skip the UX thing because that's an argument for another time. Um, I'm going to focus on the word specialize. Yeah, now I'm going to read the rest of the question. Uh, at times, I have gotten the impression, depending on where you work, that the design process can be very assembly line-like. Yeah, don't work at those places. UX basically does everything, hands over wireframes to the, This is like <laughs> cringing. Hands over wireframes to UI to throw color onto it, and UI hands that over to dev. I really learned a lot about the problem-solving aspect of design, which makes me really excited about the whole design process and wanting to take part in all of it except development. So is this an accurate perception or something more prevalent in large companies? That's a stupid way to work. That's a stupid way to work. And also, it's just so, like, that's... It's not really right. Like, it's not... It's dumb. It's dumb. Also, I'm, you know, I'm looking at your email here and I'm seeing a photo of you and you look like a pretty young kid. And I like specialization is not something that you need to be thinking about for a long time, well, buddy. And if it if you are if looking at, at specialization, those are not the right those aren't even specializations. Like Yeah, I know, but I'm ignoring that yeah, stuff. Because I, <laughs> I don't want to get I don't want to get into an argument about what UX and UI is. I know. But uh, maybe, maybe rather than getting in an argument about it, I can break down what it really is, which is that there's interaction design slash information architecture, which I think of as those initial those pieces. Those words are, people are using different words for those every people, day. Structural it's just, design. I want to, I want, <laughs> l- wait, let's, let's there's stay. There's so much. I let's, know. Let's stay with the to... important thing here that we need to tell Alvaro. Okay. Alvaro, it is better for you to learn a little bit about everything. Mm-hmm. At some point, you will decide that you might enjoy one specific thing more than, or that you're better at one specific thing than you are at the other ones. But you are by no means at that point yet. Yeah. Seriously, get to know as much as you can about every single part of the thing that you want to do. And, you know, I would I would much rather hire somebody who's you know pretty good at a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. than than somebody who's exclusively who who expo- exclusively does one thing. Yeah. Also, if you think about it this way, like every company has a different problem to solve, and that means that they need a different combination of designers working on it. One person might be really good at like say two of the five large design disciplines, um, those two things may not always be a part of this quote-unquote assembly line. Um, you want to be able to complement other designers and have other designers complement you. Like, there's no there's no need to specialize in one area of no. it. You just do which part, like, the focus on the parts that you feel like you can sink your teeth into most, And, mostly. you know, what, what you're calling assembly line... Uh, design, also known as waterfall design in some circles, you are going to find that at big companies. You're going to find that at small companies. Mm-hmm. You're just, but it's just bad. I also, I know some, some really large companies that, you know, work incredibly collaboratively. They have, you know, so I, I wouldn't say that this is exclusive to big corporations or any yeah. of that. It's just, it's exclusive to people who do bad work. It's everything is different. <laughs> Everybody's a little different. Um, so that's why I don't know, like, that's why you shouldn't be trying to pattern yourself after one particular way of working, because you're going to have to change it anyway. Also, I mean, 
these are fantastic questions mm-hmm. to be asking, and I would not be in a rush to 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 get definitive answers to anything right now. Yeah, I would just go off and explore, and you know, try all sorts of weird, wacky jobs, try all sorts of different ways of working, see what feels comfortable to you. There is no right way of working other than the way in which produces the best results for you. Mm-hmm. And for and, and by you, I mean whoever, you know, entity you might describe, you might, you know, it might be your team. Yeah. Because I also think it's very important to find a team that you work with. Yeah. And I mean, if you are excited about the entire design process and wanting to take part in all of it, then, I mean, there are at really high levels, people who are generalists in design. It's not like the better you get, the more specific you get. No, no, not at all. Yeah. I mean, you can like, honestly, like being a really, really high level generalist is a great thing to be. It's just as great as being a really high level prototyper or interaction designer, like, because people need different types of designers at every level. And there is a quote that Ross used in Dear Design Student last week. Mm-hmm. I don't think he came up with it. Mm-hmm. I think he was actually quoting somebody else, and I forget who he was quoting. But it was, uh, let's see, uh, generalists change the world, mm-hmm. specialists perfect it. Yeah. I love that quote. Yeah. And um, and I don't think that either one of them is weighted heavier than the other. No. They're just too different kinds of designers you can be that are equally necessary. Yeah. So, we, need, we need both of them, but don't let anybody tell you that one is one is right and one is wrong. Yeah. Um, also, this boot camp that you're going to sounds terrible. <laughs> maybe maybe it's good for like learning tools. Well, they're, give, they're giving terrible advice. It's weird advice. It's you weird advice be. because I I can't think of, why I would mean. You, why would you give terrible you advice? You and I know a lot them. of design directors, right? I feel like none of them would say any nonsense like that. Like, it's are you true. a UX or a UI designer or a dev? Like, that's a super strange thing. It's not, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's super standard in the design industry to have that weird attitude. Yeah, I but again, if you're learning tools and you feel like you're learning, then that's good. Just don't uh, don't take that particular bit of advice. Or maybe email us the rest of what they're telling you so that we can clarify yeah. and, it. <laughs> and tell us the name of the boot camp. Well, I'm sure there aren't that many design boot camps in Chicago. God, I hope they're listening. You're, you're giving people terrible advice, design boot camp well, in Chicago. it's not terrible. It's just It's terrible, Jesse. Jesse, it's terrible. It's just misguided. Terrible. It's too, it's overgeneralized. You're ruining the industry. <laughs> um, well, those were our questions for the week. I think we actually did a pretty good job here of, of answering some design questions for I know. People. Just when you think we're not going to pull through, we knock it out of the park. Man, we always pull through at the last minute. I know. <laughs> That's why it's an exciting roller coaster of podcast fun. Yeah, but sometimes you got to start a little slow. I don't so think we there's... started slow. We just... I think we literally, it was, I was talking slowly. <laughs> do the two, do do the double speed voice again. No, I can't do that anymore. Come on. No. I don't have anything to say fast. Say goodbye to, to people. <laughs> uh, goodbye, everybody. Please. Double speed. Uh, I, I don't know. No, I'm going to talk the pace that I want to talk. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening this week. Please uh, buy a ticket to... 
the conference. Well, how much it's does called it cost? Layers. How much does it cost? $850. And what's low, the low URL? Price of $850. Um, and the URL is to be announced on my Twitter at Jesse Char. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and uh, please take a look at deardesignstudent.com. Send us questions, read the answers, and um, enjoy it. Thanks, everybody. All right, we'll see. Are we going to be back next week? Are we going to yeah. get, are we going to stay at a regular I'm here. schedule I'm now? in town. Are you in town? I'm in town. Okay. All right, so we'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.